You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everyone, this is the Metal and High Heels podcast. My name is Pia and I'm here with... Steffi, hello. And we have guests today, once again, and that's Serena and Chris from Dreams and Fragments. So welcome to our podcast and yeah, please tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce you to our listeners, please. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, we are from Dreams in Fragments. We're a metal band from Switzerland and we make uh, melodic, female-fronted melodic metal. And yes, we're very happy to be here. We're Serena and Chris, singer and guitarist. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Um, first question for you. To, um, to get to know you a little bit better as persons, how did you start listening to metal? Oh, that's so long ago. I don't remember quite exactly. I was in a band that was more like a cover band. We played um, Beatles, then it was more Nirvana style, and we were looking for something more harder. And then I remember that I stumbled upon um, the first album I knew from uh, Dimu Borg here, that's Entron Darkness, Triumphant, and that was the start, I think, for my metal career. And I started with uh, rock and hard rock. Uh, I always pretended to um, hate music that my parents listened because uh, <laughs> I just had to as a child, but in secret, I uh, I stole the, the CDs from Led Zeppelin from my father <laughs> and <laughs> loved it. And uh, then... I listened to Led Zeppelin a lot and Black Sabbath and all the CDs my father had in his in his shelf. And uh, one day came YouTube and um, you know this uh, the suggestions you have uh, on the right side of YouTube. And one came to another, and I I came to Nightwish and and Evanescence and all the bands that that inspired me a lot for Dreams in Fragments. That sounds familiar. I think Steffi found out about metal that way too right yeah it's true <laughs> <You too. laughs> yeah so it's just um, suggested videos and just click on it and yeah that's it where will we be without <laughs> that's YouTube? <fine. laughs> yeah. yeah i made um, it without so <laughs> yes we had a i think we had a whole episode about the topic um kiki and i are five years older than steffi and we um we found out about metal a lot through magazines and stuff mm -hmm. and youtube was a bit later so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um when and how did you start the band when did you start dreams and fragments that's a good question when it really started because uh, none of us were um, there for the starting point um, there were two friends of us in the meantime that started the band uh, way back um, we don't know really when You could say it, it was a band. Then um, a friend of mine who played the bass and still is playing the bass um, uh, asked me to join because they missed uh, a guitar. And uh, yeah, I was happy to join. Uh, at that time, we had um, another singer that then uh, quit the band to uh, follow some other interests. And that's the, the moment when we... We're looking for a new singer and we found Sarina. <laughs> Perfect fit for the 
singer? That was uh, in 2015. We had another name then. And then we we started um, to write new songs. And uh, someday we changed the name. Yeah, that was in the beginning of 2017 when we said, okay, now it is... Uh... You're officially here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, what was the band's name before you joined, Serena? Seductress. Ah, okay. And how did you come up with Dreams and Fragments? Who had the idea for this? Uh, we were looking for a new name and we just uh, made a brainstorming and <laughs> gathered some ideas and uh, Dreams and Fragments was then chosen because it we thought it fit um, the, the music and the idea and uh, sounded cool and was something outstanding that not that you you can Google and you find it, not something that is <laughs> hidden and you have to uh, compete with a uh, thousand other things that have the same name. And I think mm. it was the only name where we all could say, yes, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, that's really difficult these days to find a name that mm -hmm. is kind of unique. <laughs> um, have you learned playing your instruments or... Um, Uh, on yourselves or did you take lessons for that i had some guitar lessons uh, back at school but mm -hmm. um, originally i was playing different instruments uh, as a school instrument and uh, yeah it was a short uh, short period of uh, guitar as a heavy guitar electric guitar because usually you could only learn uh, acoustic guitar and uh, my teacher back then um said, oh, no, it's no problem. We can, can do it electrically. And that was uh, about the year, I think, I had uh, left in school. And the rest is uh, self-teaching. Uh, I, ha I never had uh, any lessons um, until I came to the band. There was a point where I thought, yeah, I have to take some lessons to get better in, in breathing and technique. But I always sang. I sang as a child and I sing under the shower and all the <laughs> classic yeah. ways. Yeah, I never started singing or something. Mm. I think especially for the voice, it's important um, that you also know how to keep your voice healthy so that yes. you don't destroy mm. it because of the techniques. Yeah, very. Especially when you have to make a concert that's lasting more than, a, than an hour, that your voice is st still good on the last song. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Can imagine, and the next day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and on tour you you don't have only one day; you have one, two, three, four days in a row, maybe. So yeah, that's yeah. very important. Okay. Hmm. And uh, you released your album "Reflection of a Nightmare" last year. Can you tell us something yes. about it? <sighs> What do you want to know about it? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Whatever Everything. comes into your mind. <laughs> well, it was was um, the logic point uh, when we um, we had to the the people were together in the right composition. So we were writing the songs, and um, some of them were uh, already a few years old. And it was like a, a journey uh, from. The, the old band with the old members to the new band with the new members and the songs that um, were written through the, the whole time. So it, it was a, a, like a compilation uh, that had to be on a, on a CD. It had to be an album. Um, so uh, I don't know if a listener uh, can tell, but uh, it's like the journey the band made. And that's, 
Uh, I don't know. I like it. Uh, like the journey we made, and I like the result that is on that on that record. Um, and let's hope for more. <laughs> and I think it's it's really uh, the the first song on the album was the song uh, first song we we wrote and played together when I came to the band, and the last song was the is the last song we we made. It's every time was the first, and universe it's the was last, the, yes, the last. It's yes. true. So it's a okay. chronologically um, track list. <laughs> in, in the middle, it's not following the, the time. Yeah. I think there is a, there's not, a, not there. No, in the middle, they are mixed. <laughs> uh, they're mixed, mixed up. But the start and the end point, that's true. <laughs> mm. And you changed your band members. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. Um, um, apart from Serena, who was taking the, the mic, We had, um, for uh, when I joined, there was uh, another guitarist. Um, and uh, yeah, we had an, a bit uh, different ideas and yeah, interpersonal problems. So we separated and now we're only four. And we, for the first, uh, liked to keep it that. So we are... We, we we did not replace him. We just yeah. uh, we just, just make him one on. guitarist yeah. now mm. because it, it was it was running well with only four and um, it's hard to find uh, a fifth person um, to fit in and to, to come to the rehearsals and uh, yeah so we we liked to to just try with four. Um, so do you have the guitar parts when you play live as? Um As a playback, some of the guitar parts changed the keyboards that we have mm -hmm. as a backing track. And there are very few guitar parts um, that are on the backing track. That's more when I play solo. I have a little um, guitar to support, but most of the of the melodies that uh, were from the other guitar are now somewhere in the synthesizers. Hmm. Um, when there were so many people working on the albums, there must have been a lot of influences. Um, what are your influences musically and also for the lyrics? Yeah, musically, that's hard to tell uh, what made the, the greatest impact. It's obviously uh, less Dimo Borgir, so uh, perhaps more. I, I liked Nightwish in the Tarja era very much. And also like to die for for more a bit of the electronic influences then the birthday massacre uh, from the more gothic side is uh, for sure something that left an impression yes <laughs> that's all that comes to my mind at the moment <laughs> and for the lyrics the inspiration is uh, the composition chris made so uh, normally a song for a song chris make a composition with the instrumentals in his studio And I listen to this, and then I some uh, a topic come to my mind, and I see uh, pictures in my head, and and um, so I write the lyrics to the music Chris already made. Okay, it's just um, yeah, like per accident or whatever. <laughs> you have you do not want yeah. to do something like a concept album or something. It's just more. Spontaneous, spontaneous idea. It's for sure no uh, concept album um, this this time, <laughs> perhaps another time. But um, perhaps we made. But I 
I personally don't uh, like them too much. And um, what do you like best about performing live while playing concerts, gigs? Um, it's, <laughs> it's the energy that people give you. I, I love it when, when there are a bit more people. <laughs> We don't have uh, really big concerts yet with, with, yet with very many people. But uh, I like it when they give you something back and you see that that they are happy with, uh, that they like what you do and what you play. And that gives me so much energy. And I personally think I sing better in this <laughs> when, when a concert goes like this. And I, mm -hmm. I love it to see people happy on my concerts. Okay, so you sounds like you prefer to perform live than to, to record the music uh, in the studio for yourself? No, I like I that like or not? I like both. Okay. <laughs> I think it's 50-50 for me because I like to, to work on a song and make some changes and think, oh, that sounds better. Let's do it like this. And uh, the creative process I like too. For me, it's like uh, two very much different things. Um, being in the studio is more like um, you have an idea and you follow it um, head down and uh, you know where you want to get and you would not notice a, a single person around you. But when you play live, you already have this this feeling that you want to transport with a song, um, the song, perhaps the feeling you had when, when you wrote the song. And it's um, very nice to see when that feeling transports and the audience uh, gets it. And uh, yeah, they like it. That's, uh, that's very nice. And you cannot get enough. It's like a drug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any concert, what you would say it's, it's your highlight? was the best concert ever you played? <laughs> Is there something <laughs> you think about Czechia too? Yeah, I think I think yeah. we were um, on the Eastern Europe tour with uh, with our uh, friends of the band Forge, and uh, the first concert there was uh, I don't know if you if you can say club. It's it's like it's just a basement um, that yeah, it, it's raw and 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 dark and when i saw it i thought nobody's coming there nobody is coming to listen and uh, they don't even find it because it was no <laughs> name on the door nothing it's so hidden <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was hidden uh, it was just outside in the nowhere with the street passing a few a few houses and um yeah They said they fit uh, 80 people. I uh, doubt that ever 80 people would get in there. Um, but uh, in at, at the, in the evening, I think uh, there were 30 persons around who were uh, joining us for that concert. It was the starting gig, and uh, it it didn't get any better than this night because they were so energetic and and uh, they were they, so crazy <laughs> they were crazy from from the first note to the last one they didn't uh, they didn't go out to uh, to get a beer or uh, to to smoke they just stay in front of the stage and didn't move away yeah some wanted to climb up on the stage <laughs> <laughs> but it was too small <laughs> uh, did they know you before or uh, did I they just come so. i don't think so because um when you were going to the tour, the album wasn't officially out. 
Mm. Uh, we had it on a tour to sell, but it was not released by that time. So um, I doubt that uh, when they um, read the name that they were going to Google it or something like that. So uh, I doubt that they ever heard of us before. So they just came to have fun and it worked. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think there are people from, from this village who who go there every weekend to get some drinks and listen to the bands anyway where what band is coming hmm. because it's maybe the only events that happens there in this little yeah that may be here but that's cool people should do this more often just yes, go definitely. somewhere where live music plays and just see if you like the band or not have a beer yeah you can discover so so many great bands in this way hmm. yeah yeah true I also saw your live video for the song Uni Reverse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is, I think it's about in the middle of the song, there is a guy coming to the stage and he does a fire show. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> This is Sarkun Death Flame, <laughs> Swiss fire artist. Ah. And a friend of mine. Okay. So um, did he say, well, I could do a fire show at one of your shows? Or did you ask him or how did this happen? Yes, I knew him before and I knew that he is doing some fire shows at uh, concerts and on the medieval markets and something like this. And uh, I asked him if he, he is interested to to make it for one of our shows. And he was, yes, uh, like, yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's depended on the, on the uh, venue because yeah. you can't do this everywhere. <laughs> Not every location allows fire show or even yeah. um, uh, nebula machines or something like that. So uh, it had to be uh, like a bigger bigger hall or mm -hmm. something like that. But he did it in this venue before, so it was no problem. And that was very cool with him. I'm I'm a little bit scared of fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in the beginning, I, I uh, was a bit afraid, but it was cool in the end yes. to play with him. Yeah, it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And you also need the space in front of the stage so that he can perform. And if you have a just a small venue where everything is crowded, mm -hmm. then you can't forget it. Yeah. Yes. But do you plan to to um, have him as part of your show more often if it's possible? If it would be possible, uh, I'd like to. But um, usually we play so small um, venues that it's a problem. Uh From the from the height of the of the room or what the, the roof is like or something like that and m most of them just say uh, we don't do it to not get any problems uh, even if they perhaps could try but yeah the show notes with links to everything we mentioned during the show you can find under metal dash and dash highhouse.com slash podcast. There you can find all our recordings and you can pick your point of interest. And you also headbang a lot in this video. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an advice for headbanging so that your neck doesn't hurt too much the next day? I would love that somebody give me this advice because... <laughs> I just wanted to ask, is there any that you, yeah. you could give one? So you have to you have to do it like it's any like any muscles uh, have to be trained and it's, it's the same with your neck. So I don't think that you could uh, do something in advance then just do it and uh, do it more often and uh, you get used to it and 
But my neck still hurts the next day. So, <laughs> a friend of mine always um, did headbanging when she came out of the shower and her hair was wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, I did that. <laughs> I think that's yeah. best. Training. And afterwards, you have to clean up the bathroom because it's all wet. Wet all over it is. Yeah. Uh, but you need no hard dryer anymore. That's perfect. And your training. <laughs> and I think people don't want to hear this, but for me, headbanging was a lot less painful when I cut my hair. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, because it's there's not so much you weight. Carry around, also mm, okay. You swing around. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. And... Yeah. Um, when I headbang, I do this most of the time in circles, and mm -hmm. um, like it's really it's a good idea to change the direction. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't do it in in circles, unfortunately. I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I could, but I have too less hair to to really have the effect, so I don't do it. <laughs> Um, you also sometimes play cover versions. For example, um, you have a video on your Facebook page where you cover Nemo mm -hmm. from Nightwish. Yes. What else do you like to cover? Well, we had um, uh, Paradise, What About Us from... Within uh, Temptation, Temptation and Taria together. together. Mm -hmm. um, that was usually planned as a, as a one-timer and... Uh, yeah, it, now we we play it more often. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the the next song we we want to cover and we will cover is a uh, digital world from Amaranth. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's set for yeah, summer or perhaps later year. Uh, and well, do we have plans for other? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but for sure we'll play other songs too. But we, um, we thought we don't want to play Nemo for all the concerts we have in the future. So we like to change sometimes. But we do the cover for, for live shows only. We will not record any cover songs for, uh, for an album or something. But mm. we like to play some covers live from time to time. Okay, so you don't do it in every show? Not always the same. We try to um, depends on the on the length of the set. Yeah, mm -hmm. that that too, and uh, yeah, sometimes covers are nice, but um, if you play it on a regular basis, you have you get tired of it sometime, mm. at some point, and then you wanna wanna play something else. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that I was a little bit sad um, because I have to out myself now. I really really love the song incomplete by backstreet boys <laughs> <laughs> and you have a song it's, that it's is a beautiful incomplete. song incomplete from backstreet boys yeah <laughs> beautiful maybe ballad. we should cover it <laughs> yeah that would be nice because you i think you have a song that's called incomplete mm -hmm. and my first thought was oh maybe it's a cover of the backstreet boys mm. song but it's not <laughs> no it's not we have this song that's called uh, every time and there's a song from Britney Spears called every time. <laughs> I always uh, have to remember this song when we say now it now there there is uh, every time coming. <laughs> Maybe that's a good um, a good way to for the um, Google search engine 
when you always take very, very famous songs as your song titles, yeah. maybe YouTube <laughs> links to them and everything. Hey, we should do that That's more true. often. <laughs> <laughs> Life hacks for Pia. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, another question. Uh, what do you think about the releasing of music these days? So do you prefer to still have that physical CDs or do you prefer streaming, downloading for yourself and also as a band for your own music? Well, back in the day, I was uh, buying CDs because there was no other way, uh, perhaps uh, the sampler CDs in the, in the magazines. Uh, but uh, there was nothing else than go to the record store and buy a CD or an LP, something like that. Um, then uh, downloading was a point, and um, I was following that too. Um, and uh, streaming hit me a few years ago, and it's cool uh, to listen on the, on the go, so that you don't have to carry around the CDs and uh, they don't... Don't get scratched all the time, um, but for the things I really like, for the, the albums I really like, I still love to have um, a CD or even an LP again. That's uh, it's coming up again. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I still buy the one or other CD. Yeah. For me uh, personally, I have to admit that I I love streaming because you have all everything in your in your mobile phone and you have uh, you don't have to carry CDs with you um, but when I'm at a concert and I love the band then I buy CDs just to support the band I think that's very important for bands you have these two sides it's uh, I think you sell less CDs than you did a few years ago or many years ago meanwhile um, but on the other hand more people can listen to your music that's the good good way on Spotify and co. I think it's a chance yeah. too. Yeah, sure. But then it's hard to earn some money from it. Mm -hmm. So why yeah. why streaming? There's just like a few cents and mm -hmm. yes, that's yeah. true. Also that's hard business. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you even can say for a band like us uh, if it's even a business. It's uh, you have to you have to see it as a hobby, mm -hmm. and if you accidentally uh, earn something it's very good but uh, you cannot rely on it at the moment we pay more than we, yeah, <laughs> than we <of> earn <laughs> oh, okay yeah. yeah yeah but i think you have to pay money for every hobby so yes um, yes it's it's clear mm -hmm. so we can do what we like and um, yeah if you pay something some from time to time uh, it's, it's worth okay it. yeah. mm -hmm. um, i had this discussion with a colleague of mine at work um, because we do metal and high heels also just as a hobby mm -hmm. um, and then one day he asked me how much money I earn with metal and high heels and he said mm. minus 20 euro a month mm. <laughs> and then he said oh wow uh, why do you do this um, this magazines should always earn money with it and then I said no I have a lot of other hobbies that are more expensive than this so mm. it's totally worth it mm. yes yeah for sure yeah. Sometimes we'd like to spend more, but we don't have more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. When you buy clothes for the gigs, um, 
Do you buy them especially for the stage or do you buy them because you wear them every day or not every day, but maybe at metal parties and everything? How do you do this? Uh, perhaps you have seen in the in the live video from Universe that um, myself and uh, my uh, bassist friend we have the same almost the same clothes. So uh, that was uh, we, we just bought them exactly just for this uh, for the stage um, because uh, when we uh, were playing on a contest, there was the feedback of uh, the the juror that we were just four people on the stage and we, we wouldn't have any bonding together. So um, uh, we thought, okay, we have to do something with the clothes that, uh, that, that looks fit more. And uh, then we were uh, buying these partner outfits. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, 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 it's nice. Um, uh, I understand what, uh, what he was thinking about when he said that to us. And... Um, But except from this, um, I don't buy clothes. That was this outfit and that's it. So perhaps we, we change in the future and buy another, but uh, the rest is uh, what, what I have. <laughs> Just what I have, what, I, what street clothes I can combine with. And I have uh, most of time on the stage, I wear just some uh, black dresses. And uh, of course, I can wear it on other events. But uh, in the meantime, I think, no. That's a stage outfit. I don't want it to wear it anywhere else. <laughs> so now I, I didn't want to to be it like that, but now I have stage dresses only for the stage. <laughs> we have another topic that we like to talk um, with bands about, and that is the topic mental health. Mm -hmm. I saw the the video, the music video for your song Night Child, and I My impression was that it also deals with this topic. Uh, yes, a bit, but um, it's a song that's half, half. I think it's not, it's not negative only for this mm -hmm. girl I sing about. Uh, in the end, she's happy though. That's the, the text. And uh, I, I love to see both sides of, of life in, in, uh, in songs. Uh, also, I like twists from, from like dark and and light something like that and and see some different sides and i think it's the same with this song she's maybe alone and not the happiest child but in the end it's okay like this because it's her life and she can do whatever she wants and have her make her own choices mm. i really like the um the sentence she's her own god Because mm -hmm. I think that's also a very beautiful way to deal with loneliness or with being kind of homeless. So as you said, that you see it from the other side, that you also have a lot of freedom when you're, I don't know, um, I think it's about a person who is who not really has a big family and not really people she hangs out with. Mm -hmm. So um, it also has positive sides because you don't have anyone... Um, It's it's a bit brutal who when I say you anyone what to do. yeah or who stands in your way or something. Mm -hmm. You can just um, make the best out of it. So I think that's a um, that's a very nice view on the topic, and it could also give people strength who have problems with their mental health. Thank you. That's cool that you see it like that. That's I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Metal High Yields. 
on Instagram. We are at Metal and High Heels. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our page on Facebook. So what was your idea while writing that text? Yes, this is <laughs> what I... <laughs> I love it when people understand what I wanted to say. But on the other hand, I, I like it when people make their own story out of it. Uh, my lyrics mm -hmm. aren't always that clear. I think in this uh, uh, Night Childs, there is a story that is relatively clear. But on other songs, um, it's not that clear what I want to say. But I like that because I think people should make their own story out of it and um, make it personal for them themselves. Yeah, it was our was our first single. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see it as that that way because it was the first uh, video, even if it's, if it's only a lyric video. But yeah, we we were uh, we liked it too, and we thought it's the it's a good song to to. Uh, to the world as first <laughs> where was the video shot because you also have some um, film parts in it yeah, the video was cut and um, made in in america by uh, a friend of our bass player and mm -hmm. i think it's his um, video cuts and i don't know exactly where he shot them all right so um i think we're out of questions <laughs> do you Maybe have anything else you want to say or to talk about another topic? We have some some gigs now and then we're going to write some new songs and uh, already work on a on a second album that hopefully will come next year. And we're looking forward to this. Where are the gigs? In Switzerland or also Germany, Austria? The whatever. next two uh, are in Switzerland. And then mm -hmm. we are going to Germany again um, on August 1st um, in Herzogenaurach. Um, by Nuremberg. Yes, uh, Music okay. Base is the, the venue, I think. Do you also have the problem that some people say, oh, we already have a female-fronted band, we don't need another one at this festival? I have not heard something like that Um I think that changed Lately. some years ago. Um, a lot of bands told us, well, it's very difficult for us to get gigs because many festival organizers say we also have this female-fronted band. Mm -hmm. So um, I read about that topic. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was uh, just speechless. Yeah, it's weird. It should make, a, should make a difference if there is a woman singing or a man. I. I cannot understand um, this reason to not let a band play. Yeah, especially because um, singing styles are so different. So um, especially when a man sings and he sings in an operatic way, it's not so different from the normal singing style mm. for me. But as a woman, you can reach these higher notes when you have this operatic style. Mm -hmm. And it sounds completely different when you sing the normal um, singing style or the pop rock style. And there are also a lot of women who can growl. So mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. really don't understand why they say there is a woman singing um, and we only need one band because they all sound the same because it's just not true. Yes, like female fronted was a genre. It's not a <laughs> not yeah. the name for a genre. So. Mm. Uh, just bullshit. Yes. <laughs> So now we come to the um, advertisement part. Where can people find your music? 
or something else about you? Well, you can go to our homepage, mm -hmm. dreamsinfragments.ch. Um, you can find the link there to our Bandcamp site where you can buy uh, our record um, and our shirt. We just have one shirt, but <laughs> nevertheless, it's cool. <laughs> we, have, we have more shirts, but we have one, one, <laughs> one picture. One, one picture yeah. shirt, yeah. We have, we have very cool tutorials on our homepage, how you can make this shirt more um, individual for you. So people buy a shirt, and if you want it to look different, then check out our homepage. Ah. <laughs> okay, we're going to check that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're or, or also on um, Spotify and everything? Yes, yes all the exactly. streaming platforms. Yes. So, as always, big, big thanks. thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having Go us. Thank <laughs> <laughs> and also big thanks to um, Cassandra Nova for our awesome jingle that's based on the song Storm from Undying Fire by her band Mercy Isle. So thank you for being yeah. guests in our podcast. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. It was fun. <laughs> And people out there, hear you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.